guess I'm erupting from the underground Similar to how a mountain's formed Whack rappers got a lot to say And if I die in obscurity Spread my ashes on the walk of fame Say sharpest katana's getting better and better too Fight against the machine like the Nebuchadnezzar crew I'm a disruption and glitch, it's in the matrix There's not enough difference makers Where are the innovators? MCs think they're hotter than incinerators But responses from the audience are colder than refrigerators You gotta feel it in your heart like defibrillators You should care about the art if you really make it Shoot for success in a cesspool of really famous Mediocre fodder that's force-fed on your dinner tables I treat my shot like a sniper pointing pistol gauges So let's get it poppin' up and rock it when I hit the stages I never rest no Nope, I never rest There's too much work to be done So I can never rest Everywhere I look I'm at a loss for sentences From the bottom of the barrel To the top of Everest I never rest Nope, nope, I never rest I feel the pressure again So I can never rest Until this whole world Becomes the fucking end of us Battle on until I'm in the sediment 20 years it took to realize that my eyes have been blinded Indoctrinated since the time that I was a child in diapers But it made me stronger, no longer trying to find a messiah Prior my iris is open scope and now what was deny me Now my grip on reality's tighter and tighter And it's a very sobering view and you're finally enlightened Liars try to hide the truth behind a ball out of sight But if you can climb it then you'll find a lot that can inspire excitement So I keep the pride of a fighter with the eye of the tiger Like I was survivor combined with the mind of MacGyver Setting goals higher and higher as I aspire Cause I never wanna settle for the life of a nine fiver It's overrated until I am retired I'm motivated to just go away and light up a fire Beneath the seat of my pants until every fiber's ignited Fueling my feelings to acquire the prize I desire Because I never rest, nope, nope, I never rest There's too much work to be done so I can never rest Everywhere I look I'm at a loss for sentences From the bottom of the barrel to the top of Everest I never rest, nope, nope, I never rest I feel the pressure again, so I can never rest Until this whole world becomes the fucking end of us Battle on until I'm in the sediment Hey yo, I've been parched, thirsting as the world's burning So let's march through the flames, dressing in Kevlar Desperate to get far, before the GOP Destroys the entire planet like the Death Star Never rest, strenuous heaviness on my neck and chest Head is stressed, can't carry my brain's weight Follow footsteps of dead superstars through the yard Trying super hard, though not to suffer the same fate Aging and decaying, breaking down my molecular structure Stare at the void till my retinas rupture With this vacancy I'm left in situational depression Can be inescapable if situations are corrected Pick apart my paranoia, try to diagnose me Am I the product of broken hearted harm or just no sleep? Hoping for hope, holding a rope, juggling choices Searching for a voice, writing songs for the voiceless So I can never rest, nope, nope, I never rest There's too much work to be done, so I can never rest Everywhere I look, I'm at a loss for sentences From the bottom of the barrel to the top of Everest I never rest, nope, nope, I never rest I feel the pressure again, so I can never rest Until this whole world becomes the fucking end of us Battle on until I'm in the sediment Ah... Alright, well right now we are sitting down with the one, the only, Christopher Michael Jensen. Hello. What is good, sir? What's going on? Yeah. Thank you for having me once uh, again, Breaks and Lakes. Represent, represent, gang gang. As they say. As they say. As the, as the youth say. <laughs> but no, you got something real heavy for all ages coming up here on, uh, what was it? Well, not for all ages. 
Well, not all ages, <laughs> but it represents a wide spectrum yes. of the scene. And Attendance the cannot be all ages. But yes, no, we are uh, very fortunate uh, throwing a benefit show on Friday, February 16th um, at the Nomad in Minneapolis. Uh, we're throwing a benefit show for eating disorder recovery, and we're raising money for a local uh, nonprofit organization called the Joy Project, which is based out of St. Paul. And yeah, it's... Uh, I said Friday, February sixteenth. We got a pretty stacked lineup, which you can go into. Yeah, um, I was gonna say, like, this is a heavy hitter list, man. Well, yeah, like, I mean, we've been. Um, when I say we, just like me and a lot of people that I'm around, like, throwing shows over the years. People that I've like booked on shows. Um, now over the over the years, I feel like um, there's a lot of. I mean, obviously, a lot of events in Twin Cities on a weekly basis, you know, hip hop and just music in general. And um, you know, I've definitely kind of witnessed just. You know, just just kind of seeing what, just how much energy there is in the scene, and just how much support there is in the scene, and I feel like it's dope when we can channel that into more than just like a random show, like you know, not not make make a show more than just like oh it's random dance night at blah 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 like, and so over the years, um, I've been really lucky to throw a lot of different benefit shows for different causes that you know are really important to me and a lot of people that are close to me. I mean, it just benefits in general, but when there's certain causes, like, it seems to kind of galvanize the community in certain ways where, um, I don't know, you can't, I mean, I, I just, even even from people that don't even necessarily make it out to the shows always, but just when people see that you're doing it, like, I think that, you know, there's certain causes that we've stumbled upon a lot of times where um, it seems like it hits a nerve with people, like, in a good way, like, hits a nerve with people where it's like, that's a cause that you don't necessarily see get organized around a lot. Mm-hmm. And so we've, over the years, there's been certain things that I've tried to find. Um, and again, not just me, but some people that I've worked with. But uh, there's been just, I don't know, there's been different causes. Like over the years, we've done, you know, benefits for like suicide prevention, um, you know, fighting sexual violence, um, you know, benefit to help like stop sex trafficking, um, just different things. And and with eating disorder, you know, I was just talking to somebody the other day. I went in uh, to a store to drop off some flyers. And someone was telling me like, yeah, it's something you don't necessarily see get organized around a lot. And so like it's, it makes me feel good that to know that there's, you know, raising awareness about something that's maybe not as like prevalent as, you know, like cancer or, you right. know, which is obviously good to organize around too, but no just question. something but, that you don't necessarily always in, it's not necessarily like a headline news story no. the way that like, you know, Haiti relief would be or, right. Um, you know, just like various things that's like you're not necessarily seeing that's not necessarily making like the front page of newspapers, like people struggling with eating disorders, which is like a huge epidemic. Yeah, it's an it's a salient problem that really everyone may have dealt with in one way or the other, but it's never got to the forefront of the conversation because it doesn't really have that drastic appeal that, you know, right. news media can latch onto. Whereas this, I feel like especially in a creative community where there is some mental issues that need to be addressed sometimes. Well, and that's the thing. I, I definitely feel like, you know, the music scene, just kind of, I mean, just the artistic community locally, you know, with like, um, I feel like there's sort of like a, a lot of, a lot of what draws people into the scene. I feel like sometimes like what would draw you to like take part in like the local community in terms of like music and, and the arts um, to, to really like be in it, and that I'll just mean like, you know, you throw a show once, but that's not really your world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the to, the kind of people that are like, 
that sort of occupy the scene where it's like that's that's their life like every week they go to shows like every week they're you know posting on social media about local music like where you can tell like that's their that's their community yeah like that's their like that's where their interests lie like that's you know every week you know they're not necessarily going to like you know random dive bars and and going to see a movie like every week there's like some kind of event that's like that that's what they do for yeah. like entertainment for which may or may not be at a dive bar well right exactly but, but you know what i'm saying like it, it's no. different than like you know like you hear about you know it's like you're not I, spending like i have a day yet. job out in the suburbs and a lot of the people, what they do on a weekly basis, like their world is completely different than like, say like you or I, where we're constantly like our, our minds are always thinking about what's going on locally with the music scene and like the people in our lives, like most of our relationships are based around people in the music scene. Like mm-hmm. there's a different kind of, um, I feel like there's sort of like a different kind of climate in a different day to day life for people in the scene and so I think a lot, and I think what makes up a lot of that that scene like the this is a very long-winded ex- explanation of all this but um I feel like the the kind of people that inhabit that that environment um a lot of them I think what draws them into it is they're you know they, they might have certain mental health issues or or things that you know like maybe they're recovering from trauma mm-hmm. or um I mean, you know, a lot of people that like suffer from depression, you know, are drawn towards being creative types. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I mean, I think that talking about things that we you know we've we've organized around in the past, like suicide prevention, and like you know, um, you know, sexual violence. I feel like there's a lot of people that you know, if you that struggle with those things or have struggled with them, and so they kind of look at the scene as like a refuge. Yeah. Um, they kind of find comfort in, you know, the artist so they can relate to that song or that, or even I know some people that like that certain songs have like literally like saved their lives, like certain artists locally, right. you know, people like idea, you know, or atmosphere or, you know, POS, like a lot of these artists where, you know, I know people look like tattoos from like, lyrics of those songs or like literally stories of people where they talk about, they, oh, they were going to kill themselves. And then they threw this record on and it saved their life. And I know that from some of the shows that I've, like I said, been fortunate to throw like where there's just a different energy kind of in the room too, where like people show up and it's almost like, you know, it's not every show you go to where someone's like crying at a show right. because the artist on stage is talking about something that like really, you know, hits them on a very, very deep level. Um, Especially something that should in their mind remain unspoken and well, and that's, the, yeah, yeah. And I think, and that's the thing too, is I think like with some of these issues too, it's like with eating this, I mean, I know a lot of people that suffer from eating disorders that you know you wouldn't even necessarily or, or maybe used to even suffer maybe they're kind of recovered or in recovery yeah. where you wouldn't necessarily peg that they would that might be something that they they struggle with mm-hmm. and that um and that because it's not super well publicized like they, no. they keep it very private um you know especially in this country where eating disorders affect you know women exponentially so that there's a lot of women i think that this hits home for that Absolutely. whether or not they struggle with it currently maybe struggle with it growing up or um yeah just trying to fit that expectation of society. right so uh, to be able to organize around that and and even beyond what i mean like I, I myself personally like i've never officially been diagnosed with an eating disorder but like i you know i definitely because I, I don't i don't drink or or like smoke or anything like that but like i tend i tend to like deal with stress a lot by 
you know, overeating a lot. And so okay. I've kind of wrestled with that in terms of like, you know, my weight can fluctuate and stuff. So it's like, and cause there's different ranges of eating disorders, you know, it's like, I know, like I said, I know some people that literally have been in treatment multiple times or at some points have been like dying of eating disorders. And then other people who, you know, it was definitely something that they wrestled with that was maybe never quite to the, like the, like the life threatening stage. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is like, it's one of those issues that can, especially if you don't address it, can really get away from you very quickly. Like it can really take its toll on you. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's what I hope too, is that with a show like this and kind of with like with the work that the joy project does, like more people will start to kind of understand how prevalent, how common eating disorders are and like, you know, just how much they can affect people. We're, even if it's not necessarily at like the life threatening stage, I mean, even just people's issues with their bodies and just, you know, that's just that's just such a prevalent thing in society, but like we were saying, isn't necessarily always front and center of like the news. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, like it's not out there just like taking lives day by day by day. Uh, specifically from that cause, they always like try to put the sexy young word behind it, like oh, but they were emaciated to the point where they couldn't stand, or some bullshit that they try to do just to make it sound like a more drastic issue. In reality. This is affecting a lot more people than it actually is, but it still carries that stigma that a lot of people feel like they have to keep, you know, bottled up and hidden out of plain sight. Well, and I think a lot of people, too, I mean, they don't necessarily understand, like, you know, it. I mean, it really is like a real illness. Very much. You know what I mean? It's not just like, oh, well, you're not eating, like, just eat, and then you'll be, you know what I mean? It's like, if it was that easy, but that's the thing, it's it's like alcoholism. People Mm -hmm. wouldn't necessarily just put that on the bottle. Exactly. You know, in theory, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, well, yeah, if it was that simple, then... Yeah, let's, but there's no shakes that's going to f- come from that. No. You know, I know, like I said, like me personally, my issues with food a lot, it's like, if I, you know, like if I want to feel like, like let's say I'm going through like depression and I want to feel like excited. Like for a lot of people, you know, their vice is, you know, every Friday they'll drink because they want to get away from the stresses or the week or whatever. Yeah. For me personally, I never got into drinking and that sort of thing. And so like it was, you know, I could rely on like comfort food, like, oh, I had a bad day. Like I can, I can, you know, go get like a milkshake or just some burgers and feel good and whatever. But it's like, and then you do that too much and all of a sudden, you know, you're obese, you know what I mean? And it's like, and there's people that, you know, they do that year after year after year and never... And it just, you know what I mean? It's like at a certain point, and then there's a flip side of that where like, you know, I'm talking about just like binge eating, Mm -hmm. but then there's a flip side of that where people will year after year after year, they just, you know, keep their eating to like a very minimal amount. Right. Or some people I know, it's like they're going through a a bad stretch, so they won't eat for like two weeks. You know what I mean? And it's like, you can't, that's not something that you can maintain. No. And and stay healthy, um, especially if you're trying to you know take over the world, have a job, have a life, and you know right. you need all this energy. That's why you eat in the first place. Right, and then that's the thing about you know eating disorders too, which is kind of um, you know if you look at like with, say, with alcoholism, like mm. the goal I think would be, you know, some people look at it differently. Some people do try to get to the point where they can maybe just drink in moderation. But like I think a lot of people where the drinking gets so bad where they realize they just need to not drink. Yeah. With eating disorders, you know, you can't just not eat you so there always has to be some level of eating you know and and the goal would be generally speaking to 
you know, you know, eat healthy, eat the right portions. But it's different in that way where because you always have to eat, you always have to think about food to a certain extent. Whereas with alcohol or other types of drugs, it's like I think for some people, it's like if I can just cut that out, stay away from people that use that or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the that could be their effects. way of coping. But with eating, it's like you can't necessarily. Do. So it's like a lot of times, again, speaking about myself personally, yeah. you know, if I'm, you know, going out with people or something and we're going to like a restaurant or something like, you know, it's like especially if maybe they're like ordering drinks or something or, you know what I mean? It's like, that could be a thing where it's like, that's how they are kind of getting their, they're feeling good off of maybe like drinking a little bit and then they'll maybe eat a little bit or something. Like with me, it's like, Oh, well, I want to get like, like I said, like a milkshake. I want to get like, Oh, I want to get like multiple burgers. You know what right. I mean? So it's like, keep the good times rolling. Right. So for me, like I'll go to like a party even. And like I said, like everyone's drinking, maybe I'll like bring like some junk food or something. You know what I mean? So it's just like things like that. Which again, if you could do that in moderation, but then when you get depressed or that's your way of dealing with things, right. that could be right and in so the spiral. You can't really think clearly at that point. So it's like, fuck, I need the one thing to get me out of this. Let's let's head over to you know Burger King. Let's go. Get right, exactly. And I think a lot of people even think of. I mean, I'm th- I'm speaking about that my own person. Like I think a lot of people think of eating disorders in terms of you don't eat. Yeah. But that's the thing too is like that's another kind of misconception. It's a whole it's spectrum. Like, of shit. like binge eating is a type of eating disorder you know what i mean yeah, it's, like, it's like when uh you know hell of a year from say trances man it's like you refuse to swallow so i see rips from the back i choose to wallow and uh drown in my fat right yeah i mean it, and, that, and that's the thing is like I, I i do think that there's just misconceptions about you know the kinds of eating disorders there are you know why people do it you know it's like because that's the thing is i think also too i mean you know it i think a lot of people they get it in, in the sense that like oh well people want to be people look at it like well because of you know people want like um they have like a perception of what body of of what your body should look like so people don't eat so that you know they're not fat or something um which i think that's something maybe easier for people to understand like and then how that can just get away from you but mm-hmm. like in terms of like binge eating it's like you know i want to try to get to a healthier weight but a lot of times it's like yeah when you're dealing with stress it's like and that's your coping mechanism right that's not necessarily easy to do um so yeah there's different kinds of of eating disorders that people can have and there's different kinds of just unhealthy habits people can have around eating mm-hmm. um but it's true too it's like you know i was talking to somebody the other day about this it's like that struggle with an eating disorder and it's like you don't necessarily always want to stigmatize like, you know, eating. I mean, you want to like encourage healthy eating, but like if people want to indulge now and again in certain things, it's like there's a healthy moderation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's like, you I don't have so, to like go out and drink every weekend, right. you know, to be an alcoholic. If you but have like you one can, or two. Right. Sure. But you can do it in moderation. Absolutely. It doesn't necessarily have to be like all or nothing always. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and that's another Except thing. Except for think, heroin. Well, yes. I mean, it's kind of like that's where the line is. <laughs> let, let's keep it right there. Nothing. I mean, and that, that's just in a, speaking in just in terms of like a general, I guess, health mantra. I mean, I, and this is kind of getting off the topic of just eating disorder, but I just know in my own life recently, I'm, I'm trying to kind of strike a balance with things where I'm trying to get like that balance of like, you know, on a day to day basis. Like, I, I, I would like to, okay, I want to get to the gym. I want to, you know, eat and like I said not just just 
just strictly eat vegetables, but, you know, eat stuff that I like, but not get too crazy with it. And then also, you know, I want to try to find time to like hang out with people more because I feel like a lot of times when, when you're struggling with things like depression and things like that, it's like, it's easy to kind of lose balance of just a lot of things in your life where you're not making the time for just like self care mm-hmm. the way that you need to. And I know a lot of people that I know too, that struggle with eating disorders. It's like, it's not like that's the only thing they wrestle with. Like there's other things going on in their life. And sometimes like when they focus on getting their eating disorder under control, other things can get away from them too. Like maybe alcoholism starts to come into play even fiercer. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, and that is the thing with a lot of, I think mental health issues is like they can sort of multiply in terms of like just various things that you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I know with some people I've talked to that, again, specifically talking about eating disorders that like have dealt with that, like they're trying to kind of get to the root cause of, of what it is that kind of makes them kind of have these habits of either, like I said, not eating or like in my case, like eating too much and trying to figure out like, like a lot of times I feel like I'm trying to like fill a void sometimes where it's like, well, I don't feel good. But when I, you know, when I, when I eat all this, I do feel good. And I think some people it's like, oh, when I don't eat like, you know, I did good today. Like I didn't eat any meals and I'm skinny and oh, that was a good job. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's, there's, and that's what I mean. Like it really is like a ment- it's like a mental illness in that way where you're not thinking clearly about what your body, you're not listening, like listening to your body and what it needs. You're doing things for other reasons other than you're not eating for like sustenance mm-hmm. and, and, and this is what's good for my body. And like I said, it's like we were saying, it's like, yeah, once in a while, it's you know you can indulge but once you once that becomes more of like the norm and you're replacing healthy eating habits with that that's when it starts to become like a toxic thing yeah like greg reese said man everything in moderation (laughs) right but yeah with that being said though let's talk about the organization that uh you know the proceeds are going to like uh, yeah where'd you find these guys and are they actually going to be at the nomad that night well this is an organization i was like looking for one that was um, like I wanted to find like a nonprofit organization because I feel like with nonprofits, especially like they're the ones that are, you know they're relying on on people donating. No um, question. Like actually, not like NPR type, like big money. Like oh, thanks for like giving me five bucks. Right. Or five bucks for them goes a long way. Right. And and this organization, like they they try to find um, you know they they provide resources for people that maybe necessarily wouldn't be able to get help for eating disorders on their own i mean and that's another thing too is there is kind of a stigma that um you know eating disorders are just for like i don't know if it's like just like rich white girls or something you know what i mean where it's it's almost it's looked at as almost i think some people look at it kind of like in a in sort of a i don't know if they think it's like a first world problem type of thing or you know what I, I mean? Feel like that is the stigma. I don't like know. We were I saying mean, before, it just kind of comes back to, why don't you eat something? I mean, because some it, shit like and that. that's the thing is, I think in here in America, you know, it, it's where you know so many kinds of diets are so trendy, or the opposite, like I said, with binge eating, where food is so plentiful that you can, yeah. it's very easy to eat not healthy if you want to for cheap, mm-hmm. um, especially for cheap. But with, but in terms of seeking like treatment for it, I know. You know, there's certain programs that you can get involved with that are very expensive. Um, and so I think that that's the part of the problem, too, is a lot of people that I think maybe would benefit from getting 
help and treatment for those types of things are not necessarily able to do it. Mm-hmm. So to have organizations like the Joy Project that are able to kind of help you figure out what your options might be. Because um, there's various kinds of treatment. You know, there, there are very, very extensive, elaborate programs that you can enter for it. But there's other ways of, you know, certain kinds of therapy that you can, you know, seek out to aid in this that are not necessarily going to bankrupt you. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, and by no means am I like an expert on this. Um, you know, I'm speaking about my own experience with food. I mean, I'm just giving you kind of like my own personal experience and then in terms of like people that I do know that suffer with eating disorders like that I mean I'm kind of going off of what I've talked to them about or what they've told me so by no means am I an expert on this subject but I do know that it it is an issue that is very prevalent um can have a very corrosive effect on people in ways that I don't think a lot of people fully understand um and so that that's kind of one of the things too I know that with this um show is that I hope that at the very least that you kind of people that are interested in it or who come kind of come away from it, you know, maybe wanting to learn more about it. Yeah. Um, like it's, a, it's more of an open topic now. Like it's a topic of discussion where right. people can actually walk out of the show. Like, you know what? That was really dope. I'm glad we came to that show. Like I had a fun time, but when they get home you know, they're away from all the friends and whatever, if that's how they like going about their own self-care and they decide to look up like the resources to it like call them up you know maybe even stop out see what's up like that in itself creates more power to the whole active performance and creative endeavors well and that would be the hope too like i I mean like i we were like i said earlier like i mean you know it's the the point of the show too isn't just like everyone's just stone-faced serious and we're just learning about this you know what i mean it's right. like looking like a eighth grade like health class or it's like this is an eating disorder this is what right. you I can mean, and cannot you know do. we definitely want i mean it, that's what to me what a show can be is that it can be fun yeah and exciting and you party and have a good time but then you're also you can raise awareness you can i mean you can well in this case you can raise money for something greater than us like no question um you can i mean you can you can do all these things and heal with people while having a good time like you know i i feel like a lot of times shows too can just be like unfortunately are just places where people get fucked up while music plays in the background and i always felt like shows can be so much more than that no question and so that's what i would hope that with a lot of the shows that i am trying to you know, put together is that again, it, it can obviously want it to be like a fun time and, and have fun and be entertained and all that. But then at the same time, you know, hopefully like touch people in a way that is goes beyond just that, um, while doing something for the community. So, um, and with this lineup we have, um, you know, I was pretty lucky to get the artists that I did. Um, Myself, I'm, I'll be performing. We have Manchita uh, headlining the event. We have Lizea Harper. We have uh, YYY, uh, Student One, Yana Eli, Mini Blanco. And then we have Chaz Kangas from Go95 who will be hosting. And uh, Anna Baum who actually just did a, uh, she actually did a, recently like a solo art exhibition at Augsburg uh, around her recovery from an eating disorder. Awesome. Um, she's she's gonna be doing painting and live art at the event as well. So we got so yeah, there are people involved with this. I know some have talked to like on the lineup that 
you know, this has been something that's affected them too personally. And so when I talked to them, they were really excited about being part of it. I think that is what I think makes it special too, is that not only people coming is something that affect, affected by this issue, but like a lot of the performers is the same way. And even yeah. if it's not something that affects them personally, I'm sure that everybody on the lineup knows somebody oh, that's yeah. wrestled with it. Even if they don't know that they're <laughs> wrestled with it, they probably know somebody that like maybe privately deals with it. Yeah, and they've seen like you know some, some certain changes, right. something that they're not really ready to talk about, but right. they just want to be there and support either way. Right. At the same time, though, I have to ask: Are you gonna get Chaz to rap? <laughs> you know, I was talking to him the other day because uh, we were talking about um, with him hosting. I, you know, I asked him if he wanted to do because for, for some people that don't know necessarily know Chaz Kangas, he hosts a show on Go ninety five uh, every Sunday night called First Impressions where he plays a lot of kind of like underground and, and local um, music. And, and he himself is also a rapper. I don't necessarily know if everybody knows that. An accomplished one at that. Yeah, he, he's done a lot and, and he's got a, you know, he's got his own solo material. So I asked him if he wanted to, you know, because I know sometimes people host, them, they'll do some of their own material. And he was kind of shy, shy, shy away from that. But at the very least, I'm going to try to get him to, to freestyle. So You we'll, should bait him. Well, <laughs> you should bait him into a battle. We'll see. Get on stage, yeah. like All right, I'm a 180. This whole thing, yeah. like chest hangers. <laughs> you're a fool right now. You can't. You don't got it no more. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get him to uh, get on the mic a little bit to do a little bit more than just host him. But but we'll, hey, what it we'll is, see what happens. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a, a fun night at the same time a night with a purpose and meaning. So I don't know. One more time. What when's this all going down? Uh, Friday, where? February 16th at the Nomad. World Pub, Minneapolis, Artists for Eating Disorder Recovery. Again, half of the proceeds will be donated to the local organization, The Joy Project. $10 at the door, 21 plus, and it uh, kicks off at 8 p.m. So That's what's up. And the same time, for those that want, you know any resources uh, for people to get a hold of The Joy Project? Uh, the Joy Project, I don't want to mess up on that. I believe it's joyproject.org. .org. It's not the joy. Pro- it's joyproject.org, um, or just type in the joy project on Google or Facebook, and this should pop up. All right, good. Just for people that you know want to be there but can't be there for whatever reason. Absolutely, yeah. They they take involved. donations on their website, so you can just donate directly if if if, if it's some of that people want to support but can't necessarily make it out to the show. So perfect. Well, shit, dude. Well, I appreciate this. I'm looking forward to see what else happens from this and. What the conversations that yeah, you know, thank you inspired. Appreciate it. At the same time, you got anything coming up on your end as an artist? Uh, we got, like I said, after that show, uh, there is some stuff coming later this year that I can't necessarily talk about at the moment. But there's stuff in the works, and I'm sure you will know about that when it when <laughs> when I'm, when I'm ready to talk about. It, I'll, I'll definitely I'll keep you in the loop about that, and oh. you can try to keep people up. Anybody listening out there, I'm sure you can you can keep them aware of that as well so you know it you know it <laughs> gotta gotta keep breaks and lakes uh alert of, of everything going on hip-hop in the scene so my notifications are blowing up <laughs> daily man daily <laughs> only thing that makes me not want to rap anymore right but no appreciate all this man looking forward to seeing what this all can transpire and thank you shit, keep it moving much appreciated an ominous glow looms on faces of downtrodden folks who lose illumination Finding mutilated remains of what's needed Stuck back pieces without any adhesive Where do we go from here? How do we proceed? Stitched up hearts coming apart at the seams Excavating optimism from a nihilist Another day that I exist 
go deep into your soul like the baritone of Barry White. Harsh times can reduce paragons to parasites. Hard to walk parallel, paralyzed in pairs of nikes. Paring down your perils while parroting your parents' advice. Barely your life when there's nothing to live for. Laugh away the insults, lacerate your lymph nodes. Agitated, aggravated, amputate your limbs off. Sound of one hand clapping, masturbating, single, castrated. Casually cast away to sing songs. Toss a couple dollars and I'll rock a bunch of jingles. So raise an hourglass for another toast to never dying only crying trying to be dope yo i'm driven but i'm drowning but i'm flying up to float so i'm sipping from a fountain as i drive into a moat like i'm living in the mountain as i climb up and i'm close to just clinging on the clouds if i get high enough to hold an ominous glow looms on faces of downtrodden folks who lose illumination finding mutilated remains of what's needed stuck back pieces without any adhesive where do we go from here how do we proceed Stitched up hearts coming apart at the seams Excavating optimism from a nihilist Another day that I exist Sometimes your own home becomes enemy turf They exclude you from refuge and you steadily hurt The levy is burst, screaming out damn it all Like a death ray through your chest plate or a cannonball Escalating so I'm venting but need ventilation Deep breaths, meditating on if I need medication Devastated, drumming up drama but dream of better places Trying to translate transgressions to entertainment Dilapidated like a derelict with demons deep and dark Snarling snidely while they sneak into my heart Triggering anxieties like pistols to the temple Feeling flatlined and forgotten fears that ripple in the mental If it's simple as a sentimental sentiment in sentences I'll sing a song to single out my temperament and better it Conjecturing my messages, adventurous but reticent Complexities continue while I'm pressed against the plexiglass Staring through it like the window to my soul And I batter it until the fragments shatter and get broke Not ecstatic in the static, staying stagnant and alone Stashing rations in a cavern that I'm wrapped in like a cloak Passing by my passions in a pageant for the throne Cause I'm tasked with the attachments that I have to make my own And calendars can captivate while calculating goals But the failures like coagulated capillaries close An ominous glow looms on faces of downtrodden folks Who lose illumination Finding mutilated remains of what's needed Stuck back pieces without any adhesive Where do we go from here? How do we proceed? Stitched up hearts coming apart at the seams Excavating optimism from a nihilist Another day that I exist